Hey now, hey now, hey now, welcome in, welcome in, y'all, and guess what time it is, that's right, it's porch time, and I am, y'all gotta catch that, I am the one, the only Miss McKinney, and I know you guys are glad for that, we keep the interest in listening coming, today is no different, we've got a dad on the porch that I've had conversations with conversations with before, excuse me, and he's a natural. I already knew that um, this episode was going to be great, y'all, but this young man has so many interesting points of views, um, a strong father, an encourager in the community. Stay tuned and meet Mr. Kelly. All right, all right. Can you hear me okay? Now they say the third time is the charm, but we're going to make it the second (laughs) Yes, we will. Yes, we will. So we have one king, 24 years old with no grandbabies. And you did thank the Lord for that. We want to go on record and make sure that the listeners heard that. So was he planned? Uh, no, he was not planned at the time. Okay. And me and his remember? mother, you know, we, we kind of we kind of dealt with each other, not on a regular basis, but semi-regular, let's say back then. <laughs> you know, keep in mind, this was the 90s. Oh, I see. Different day and age, yeah, most definitely. (laughs) Right. The R. Kelly days? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But not that, you know, he he gives the Kellys a bad name, so we're going to try to leave him out of it. Let's go with (laughs) Kelly uh, Rollins. How about her? She's nice. Uh, (laughs) But at the time, I actually had uh, had a goddaughter, you know, speaking of the Lord, so you know, a little bit before my son came, I already had a little experience as far as being a godfather. And that okay, was definitely and what's the age that was a blessing. Between, I'm sorry. About go ahead. two years. No, you're good. About two years different. Yep. She's she's like 27 now, and like I say, he's he'll be 24 this year. Excellent. So I've not had anyone on the porch yet whose kids are grown. Everyone that I've spoke to thus far have little babies. And so and I've, not, I've definitely not spoken to a dad. So this is going to be um, exciting to hear. <laughs> definitely. Well, I'm glad I could be the first. And, you know, one thing that comes with age is uh, self-awareness. So hopefully I can pass on something that might help some other brother, father, you know, parent in the future. And I don't doubt that in any way. Um, Such an extraordinary wise individual you are. So do you remember how you felt when you found out she was pregnant? Um, I think back then, you know, I was, I wasn't, you know, really concerned all that much. You know, it's, I tell people it's kind of, you know, different because a mother carries, you know, the child. So it's like an immediate bond, you know. And I feel like if you're not like in a, in a, you know, committed relationship or marriage, you know, you might not get that day to day bonding with your child as the mother's pregnant that the mother's guaranteed to almost have, you know, being that she's carrying the child as opposed to the father who's kind of outside kind of waiting on the arrival, you know. So early on, you know, being young, kind of running the streets at the time, it wasn't it was, I didn't feel like a big deal. But, of course, that changed over time, you know, <laughs> once you realize you're responsible for another another little life in this world. So did you attend any baby showers or get into any of that fun? No. 
No, you know, it was. it's funny that, you know, we didn't really, you know, do a lot of that stuff. You know, it was kind of, you know, her family did their thing. You know, my family, they were kind of, you know, disjointed from the situation early on. But it's kind of like once he was here, it's like, okay, you know, full steam ahead. Like, we got another member of the family and, you know, been that way ever since. Okay, okay. And so you said you really didn't think about it that much when she very first told you. Um, uh, assumingly you you admitted that once the responsibility hit it was a reality like okay this is real um, is there anything else you did to to accept like maybe self-awareness or within like did you did you talk to yourself and say okay now this, <laughs> this could be reality what's going on any of that stuff um yeah I think there was you know like yeah, I, I tell people nowadays, like we, I think we're, we think we're more complicated than we are, you know, and what we see, you know, we're, we're a lot more monkey see monkey do than we want to admit, you know, because I think that feel, people feel like that kind of dumbs us down. And like, it really wasn't an option per se, you know, not to like be in my son's life, you know, because I had seen that from my, you know, my father for you know, the first half of my life from my grandfather, you know, who we call Big Daddy, from my uncles, I had seen them, you know, be a part of their children's lives. So that really wasn't an option in my head at all, not to be responsible. Okay, that's awesome yeah. that you have strong um, male role models to look up to. So the day of the birth, were you there? No, I wasn't. I was a uh, I was otherwise occupied, but I will say as soon as soon as I was able, you know, that was the first stop I made was to see my baby boy who just happens to be a Gemini like his daddy. You oh know. my goodness! Right, I say <laughs> his uh his birthday basically you know eclipsed mine. Like all of a sudden, you know, June third like really didn't exist. It was all about June the fourteenth, his <laughs> birthday. You know, it's like okay. Like, you know, I've just been around for, you know, oh, 30, so 20 so years longer than him. But OK, like, that's what we're doing. You know, I won't, won't complain too loudly. So mm. you're both Gemini's. That gave some understanding as far as um, how you com can communicate. So listeners, I'm, I'm not worshiping the moons and the stars, but there's some, some realness. Um, to the signs and the characteristics that they have. So as a Gemini and a Gemini man at that, you kind of already understood them a little bit, but what else came natural to you being a dad? Um, as far as naturally, let's see. I guess I, guess I got, I, again, monkey see, monkey do. From my father, I probably got the chastisement, you know, the, the trying to teach lessons. You know, maybe maybe just a little too strict, you know, maybe maybe not enough, you know, fun bonding in there. But again, that's what I saw. So that's what kind of knowledge I had to pass on as far as, you know, what I learned from my father. And that's interesting because I don't know. I think people say that the father is always the disciplinarian, but I guess with me being a single mom, I was both. And with the moms that I talk to, they're more alpha female. So they're the disciplinarians. And the dad's kind of like, oh, hey, son, daughter, you know, not really do as you will, but they have a lot more free will. So that's 
awesome. Are you guys working on um, the bonding now that he's older? That's that's what's going on with us. We're working more on the the bonding now that he's been raised. <laughs> ah, I, I understand that energy completely. And, you know, me and him, we're kind of we're kind of at a Mexican standoff at this moment. You know, it's kind of like who's going to blink first. <laughs> you know, and I mean, you know, it's not necessarily a completely bad way. It's like I'm still involved. I know everything that's going on, whether he whether he realizes it or not. But it's kind of like I kind of give him his own space to, you know, I always promised him growing up, like, you're going to do what I say right now. But there will come a day when all these choices and decisions will be yours. <laughs> and I'm going to let you make them like right or wrong. And I think I kind of, we just been at that kind of stage for the moment to where, you know, I'm kind of letting him kind of, you know, make his own mistakes. And I feel like I'm hovering over him trying to, you know, get him to go down the right road. And what age does that start? Because mine is 21 and I'm still hovering. So when am uh, I going to want to feel the need to stop? Well, sadly, for <laughs> mothers, I don't think it ends. You know, uh, I think kind of like that laissez-faire attitude you said with sometimes can be prevalent with fathers. I think that, you know, we can let go a little bit more. But again, that carrying that, you know what I'm saying? Like that connection from day one doesn't really, you know, allow women to just be like, okay, the kid's on his own now. <laughs> you know, good luck with that. <laughs> you know, and even the times that I've tried it, I get a pain in my belly button. So then mm -hmm. I stop because I think I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he needs me. I don't even know what's going on right now, but he needs right? me. That mother's intuition, as they say. Yes. Uh, so but, what have some of your challenges been? Um, my challenges have been I think, you know, the emotional side, you know, I think when my, when my father left, which it was, I was about, you know, pre-teens, 11, 12, when he, you know, he and my mother split up. And I think when that happened, I think I detached emotionally a little bit, you know, I mean, like a, a son to have your father around for like 12 years and then he's just gone, you know, I think it took a toll that I probably didn't want to admit at the time. You know, I didn't maybe couldn't even understand it at the time. And I think it made me like less emotional, less, you know, open with my emotions as opposed so you don't get hurt again. So I think I took that and. And I think we might get a chance to do our third time. Can you hear me? you oh can there you we go hear me? i got you i can okay. hear you now go right ahead no problem <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think if you know 45 in june i think i understand that i think i'll be a you know which it seems unfair and i think a lot of kids get that is that i'll be a lot better grandparent than i was a parent <laughs> having seen some things now that i hadn't <laughs> seen at 20. Agreed. I am not rushing it, but I am looking forward to being queenie. That's what I said. I want to be called because somebody's going to call me a queen in this <laughs> lifetime and I want it to be. <laughs> you want it to be your grandbaby, huh? That's right. I appreciate you being honest and opening up about um, having lived a pretty important part of your life. This pretty much the second part of what teenhood or all of teenhood and adulthood without a father figure, but still breaking the cycle, breaking the chains with your own. That's pretty awesome.
Yeah, I mean, you know, that's kind of why me and his mother, like, to me, to me, it would be worse to, like, be there like my father was and then completely disappear than it would be to always be there but not be with his mother, who I didn't see a long-term future with. It's like, yes, I won't be with your mother. We won't, you know, be raised in the same house with me, you know, full time. But I'm never going to leave. I'm always going to be in your life. You know, I'm always going to be your father. And I mean, that, you know, it's kind of like, I think we either do, you know, if we like something about our parents, then we take that persona on. But if it's something we don't like, usually we go the opposite way. And, you know, I think it's the same if you liked your dad, like as a woman, you probably marry or you probably with guys that are similar or remind you of your dad. But if you didn't like your dad, odds are the men in your life probably are the opposite of your dad. Because you don't want to be reminded of that memory. <laughs> you know, I don't know what they are. I've never given that any thought. I guess I'm going to sit down and write that out um, when we finish our episode. See if there's any similarities there. Thank you for that. Look at him, y'all. He's given us in more insight than what we even asked for on the porch. Thank you for that. So with the presidency going on and... Everything that's been going on in the nation, George Floyd, uh, Breonna Taylor, just to name a few. And you have a son who is an adult son that is African-American. What has that been like being a dad? What have those conversations been like when these things have come to surface? You know, they, they, they are tough, you know, because a lot of times you don't, you know, as parents, you want to kind of, you know, feel like you have answers. And, you know, with with things out of your control, how other people feel about you, how they feel about your black skin, you know, it's it's difficult to, you know, to rationalize it, to make it make sense, because it doesn't make sense, you know, in a logical sense. But, you know, I, I feel like there comes a benefit to a certain extent of being raised in the South like he and I were, you know, it, it's it's not an it's OK it's an understanding that that's what it is. So mm-hmm. I've always told my son at the end of the day, like we can fight at a later date, like get home first and foremost. Like I understand it might not be right. It might not seem fair, but if you're not here, it's irrelevant whether you was right or wrong. And we know with the society we live in, odds are they're not even gonna pay a price for taking your life. So let's get you home first. And then we'll worry about the, who was right or was it illegal? You know, was it a valid stop and search? Like we could, we could deal with all that at a later date. But first and foremost is yes, sir, no, sir. Like get out of that situation alive. And that's what I've always preached, you know, to him and also have a couple of nephews, but you know, it's, it's something only black people know and only black people experience. You know, one of those you and think I you agree. know, but you don't know. <laughs> I understand. Um, We've talked about uh, the George Floyd march and how that seemed to be the time when the nation, meaning people that didn't look like us, really hopped on um, the bandwagon, stood up and and gave a voice. But like you said, um, we're the ones that live it on a day to day. I'm super, super stoked 
that you just said everything that um, I've been doing with my son. You know, as a mom, sometimes, especially raising a man, because I cannot teach him to be a man, to hear that I'm on board with some more parents, which is how this podcast has been great for me. Um, it's good to hear. So thank you very much for that. When you guys talk about justice, what justice looks like, what's that conversation like? Uh, what justice looks like, it's, it's, it's an abstract, um, you know, enterprise to Black people. You know, and me, I, you know, I tell people, I think my blessing and my curse is that I can understand the thing, you know, which never misconstrued. Understanding the thing doesn't mean you agree with that thing. It's understanding it. It's understanding where it's coming from. And it's like both parties, like I get it. Like, I mean, if you've been in power for, you know, 400 years, like, why would you want to give it up? You know, and if you've been oppressed for 400 years, like, why would you want to keep standing for it? Why wouldn't you want to fight back in some way? It's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to find a way. Like, I understand, you know, A-O-D-A-D-O-S. Like, I get it, reparations. But then you have to think, like, what's the rest of the country going to feel like? You know, well, damn, <laughs> I'm paying taxes and, like, they just giving them money. Like, even if <laughs> something happened years ago, like, that wasn't me. Like, I didn't do that. Like, I don't have Uncle Jim Bob's, you know, inheritance. Like, why are you taking money out of my pocket? So it's just <laughs> justice is elusive in this country. And it's, it's real hard to find. And the other part about it is you can't take back the stigma of being black. It's hard to rewind the tape and say going forward. And I mean, I told a friend of mine, she was like, why do, you know, black men hate black women? And I was like, well, first of all, all black men don't hate black women. I said, <laughs> but to think that we are immune to society, like black people, we we in this other category. So you're telling me the commercials, you're telling me the movies, you're telling me all those stereotypes don't have an effect on the black community, but they affect every, we, we, we admit they affect everything else, but we're gonna say they don't affect us, no. You know, woke Kanye was right. They made us hate ourselves and love their wealth. So the same things they feed into the rest of the world, we still get a little bit of that. So the black man is going to think, you know, she don't want nothing. She just, you know, want to get her hair done and her nails. She don't want nothing for herself. And the black woman is going to think he just a thug. He just want to, you know, run the streets and be with his boys. So we're not immune to those things. And, you know, like I say, that's why justice is elusive. Because you can't fix those things. Wow. And when you have this conversation with your son, does he agree? Uh, I think so. For the most part, you know, uh, me and him, we butt heads sometimes because I say, like, he wants to be smart, but he's not there yet. You know, but he can talk a good game. <laughs> so that'll get you so far. But it's like you got to have a little a little something more meaningful behind it. Otherwise, the conversation, you know, will get exposed in a hurry. So most of the time he just listens. I think he thinks I fuss at him all the time, which I'm just I always can find life lessons in almost anything. So yes. maybe maybe I should just kind of just let it be fun instead of like, ah, you see this moment like this is where you could have done this. or this is where you could have done that for a better outcome. So maybe I need to quit finding so many teachable moments for the kids. 
Yeah, you're not going to keep stepping on my toes um, <laughs> because that's exactly the life we live too. <clears throat> so um, I thank you so very much for being honest with us on the porch. Is This is your time. Is there anything else um, you'd like to say that you'd like the listeners to hear? Not necessarily about parenting or about anything. Oh, about anything. Let's just say, you know, I appreciated the time. You know, I, I enjoy the the show and the pod, you know, definitely gives us a chance to to open up and express ourselves and to, you know, get new opinions on things. Like, you know, what's the definition of insanity to keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result? And this is definitely not the same thing, you know. So I, I enjoyed the time with you. I always do enjoy our conversations. Me too. That's why I knew this one was going to be good. I already knew. I confess, listeners, I already knew. So our last question is, what would you tell all of the dads from the porch today? What would I tell all of the dads from the porch today? Uh, First and foremost, never be ashamed that you don't have all the answers, even as a father even if you're supposed to be the breadwinner and, you know, as the great host said, like, you know, gender roles and defined roles are changing as a people, but don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to look to somebody else to see if they might have a better answer and always know, which I think maybe my son will understand one day, always know you might not have been the best, but ask yourself, did you do your very best? And if you did your very best, then then accept that and move on and keep doing that. That's all anybody can ask is for you to give them your very best. I think that's that's about all I can give them in a short amount of time we give them. Well, in a powerful statement, it was. I know it's encouraging to me, so it will be encouraging to them. I thank you so, so very much. I hope this won't be the last time you join us on the porch. I hope so, too. All right. Well, thank you again so very much for joining us, and you be calm or stay safe and be blessed. All right. You do the same, and never forget, we all we got. <laughs> That's it. All right. Stay all up, right. Queen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I will, King. (laughs) And what did I tell y'all? We keep the interest in listening coming. I'm always excited to have the dads on the porch, um, especially this one because he has an older child like I do. Um, So to hear his perspective on how to handle being a parent of an adult child is definitely what I needed to hear. So thank you, Kelly, for joining us on the porch. You guys are the best for continuing to listen, be strong, be you, and only you, the best you, and be blessed. Take care.